Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of BDSM Bedtime Stories. These stories are meant only for adults. If you're under 18, please stop listening. A few things I want to go over before we get started with the story. First of all, you can contact me in several ways. I am on Yahoo Mail at BDSM Bedtime Stories, all one word at Yahoo. I'm also on FetLife, Rider 2705. The group is BDSM Bedtime Stories. You can also hit me up on Facebook at uh, BDSM Bedtime Stories is the page. If you have a story you'd like to read, what I'm like me to read, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make those spotlight uh, stories. And what we'll do is I will title them Spotlight with the author's name in the title. I'll also mention the author's name in the introduction as well as put it in the show notes. So if you have a story, you can send it to BDSM Bedtime Stories at Yahoo, or you can let me know either on Facebook or on FetLife. That all being said, this particular story has a little bit of a backstory. I was challenged to make zombie fairies erotic. So this is the result that I came up with. I hope you enjoy. Now hop into bed. Pull up the blankets, close your eyes, and let's all get ready for the story. starving. It's dark and cold here, and I have been asleep for so very long. Someone is there. I can hear the crack of the whip. I can hear the moan. I can feel the golden aura of physical pleasure. That's what woke me up. I'm the king of the zombie fairies. I can hear you saying, what are zombie fairies? We used to be just fairies back when pleasure was everything. Sitting in the trees, watching men and women pleasuring each other in any combination, the energy from their sex feeding us. Then came the church, the denial of all things pleasurable. We weren't fairies anymore. We were called imps, and we were evil. Over time, we starved and became mere shells of ourselves. Now, though, it seems people are enjoying sex again, seeking ways to enjoy each other picking of the physical pleasure fruit, so to speak. So I am awake, and I will share in their energy. I will make it grow and feed off it. I will awaken my clan, and we will once again dance under the moonlight while humans fuck all around us. The sound of leather on skin draws me upwards. I can feel the heat. It warms me as I get closer. Finally, I break through the ground, and I see it. A female tied to a tree, her arms spread wide in the branches. A male with a whip standing a few feet behind her. He flicks the whip and it travels across her ass. I can smell her wetness. 
I can feel both of their arousal. I settle into the crotch of a nearby tree to watch. Her ass is welted, and he stops the whipping on occasion to step forward and rub it, his hand slipping between her legs and pulling it out dripping wet. He licks his fingers and whispers in her ear, I can taste you, girl. She moans, and the energy grows brighter. He steps back again, the whip swinging from side to side, only occasionally kissing her ass. Each one brings out a moan, and she moves back silently, begging for more. The man steps forward, untying her from the tree, but leaving the ropes on her wrists and ankles. He lays her on a blanket between four silver posts screwed into the ground. She lays sprawled on the blanket, pussy open and glistening. The man strips, and his cock is already hard, sticking straight out from his body. He kneels over the woman's chest, wrapping a hand in her hair and pulling her head up, pressing his cock against her lips. Her mouth opens, and he slides it into it. Her moans become muffled by his organ. He leans forward and commands in a low voice, Come, cunt. She rises as far, far as she can, the ropes holding her in place as he begins to fuck her face, hips thrusting as she breathes in rhythm with his withdrawal. He picks up speed. I can feel the cum boiling in his nuts as his orgasm approaches. Her hips are thrusting against the air, the blanket dampening beneath her as he grunts, and she swallows rapidly. He pulls his cock out of her mouth, and a few drops of cum follow. She quickly lips, licks her lips, getting every drop. He kneels between her legs and rubs her clit as she screams in pleasure. He laughs as he looks into her eyes and says, That is enough. I watch him untie her, and the two of them get dressed as I bask in the energy. It is the first time in many hundred years I am not starving. I will follow these two. Perhaps there are more like them. More humans who seek the ultimate pleasure and comfort in each other. He is supporting her as they walk through the woods, his arm around her waist, her head on his shoulder. The glow slowly fades to a soft yellow. A mix between a scream and a giggle echoes through the woods. I turn to see the glow, golden glow coming from the east. Heading that way, a female comes into view. Her shirt hangs in tatters and her tits bounce in time with her steps. The pale pink nipples poke straight out as she runs. She scream giggles again, and three men come into view, one holding the remnants of her shirt. I watch, fascinated. She is running from three obvious aggressors, yet the energy is the gold of excitement, not the red of fear. I follow as they close in and surround her. She tries to escape, but one man gets a hand on her. She twists and gets out of his grasp, but it is too late. They are upon her. One casually tears the rest of her shirt off as a second grabs her nipples, roughly pinching and pulling them. Two of them take her by the arms and drag her to the ground. The third reaches for her pants, and she kicks out, catching him firmly in the chest. He steps back, laughing. Ah, this one's a fighter. The harder the fight, the sweeter the cunt, he says with a grin. She kicks out again, but this time he is ready and grabs her ankles. He spreads her legs and walks up, reaching for her pants and dragging them off. She's wearing pink silky panties, but only for a moment, as they are ripped from her as well. She lays there naked, her legs spread, panting. She struggles, but it is no use, as one man takes off his pants. 
his cock springing out from his body like a divining rod. The men changed positions, one kneeling near her shoulders, her arms trapped in the bend of his legs. The other straddles her waist, holding her legs open and bent. The naked man kneels between them, his hand on her sex. She struggles, but it is of no use. As his cock slides into her and she screams, it is not the scream of hate, rage, and violation that I expect. Rather, it is one of pure pleasure and lust. The man takes her roughly, slamming his cock into her rapidly. She still tries to struggle, but the other two men have her well under control. The man grunts and slams into her one last time as he comes. He pulls out and replaces the man at her shoulders. Almost as if she can't help herself, her mouth tries to reach his dripping cock. He does not allow it as the second man settles between her thighs and slips his cock into her used cunt. She no longer even attempts to struggle. As she pumps, her hips grinding herself on his thrusting shaft, the man laughs as he continue to f continues to fuck her. I told you she would love it. She's such a slut. Hearing these words, she struggles again, but she is tired. So it is a weak struggle as the second man adds his cum to the first. The men switch places again. As the third man takes his place between her thighs, looking at the cum dripping from her cunt, he laughs. Hmm, I think she's almost full. The first responds, well, fill her up then. The third, his cock already pulsing as he pushes into her cunt, slippery from the combination of her juices and the first two men, accepts it easily. Her back arches as a massive orgasm overtakes her and the energy grows again. The third man grunts as he pushes into her, then he pulls away. The first two men get off her as her exhausted body takes the cock, fucking her, and she purrs. The, la the man at last gives a grunt and finally fills her. Once he rolls off her, the three men stand in a semicircle around her. She slowly opens her eyes and with a smile says, Thank you. I've always wanted that. The first one points to his cock and the other follows suit. You are not done. We expect to be cleaned. The golden energy pulses as she rolls to her knees and tenderly, gently, and lovingly licks each one clean in turn. The three help her to her feet and support her as they head back in the direction they came. I can't remember the last time I was full, but I am now. I pull the small bag from my waist and open it. I put a finger in it and the powder goes from black, the color of hate and oppression, to a gray. One day it will be gold and I will resurrect my brothers. I follow the group as they make their way back through the woods again, finally coming to a clearing. More than a clearing. A hundred tents and more were scattered around, and a building, possibly a place to eat, stands in the middle. The whole place is alive with golden energy, and I am drawn to it as a moth to a flame. One place glows more than the rest, and I head towards it. A large box stands in an opening in the tents. The box has a hole in it, and coming out of the box is a large, erect cock. There is a sign over the hole that says, This is my slave. You may play with him, but he is not to come. Mistress M. I watch as a girl approaches and places a hand on the cock and begins to run a fingernail over it. The cock twitches and she takes it in her hand, stroking it. I can almost feel the man inside pressing against the wall, trying to get his entire organ out of the hole. The girl giggles and looks back at a man in leather. 
The man nods, and she drops to her knees, letting her tongue replace her nail. The groan from the box is audible as she tongues the anonymous cock. She opens her mouth and takes it inside, moving her head back and forth until the cock starts thrusting on its own. She takes her mouth off of it and watches him vainly fuck the air. The man in leather slaps his thigh and the girl returns to him, her eyes never leaving the helpless cock still wet with her saliva. A tall woman steps up and grabs the cock hard, squeezing it. Don't come, slave, she says in a commanding voice, and the cock stops thrusting the air. She steps back again, and a different girl walks up to it. The girl immediately slaps the cock, eliciting another moan from the box. She starts to slap it from one hand to another, the sound of flesh on flesh drawing an even larger crowd. Finally, though, she tires of her game and steps back. The mistress returns and unlocks the door. The rush of desire from the man who emerges is almost a solid wave as it hits me. I watch as the man drops to his knees. The mistress says, You seem to be in distress, slave. I assume you'd like to fuck one of these delicious slaves. The slave looks at the ground. Only if mistress allows it. Perhaps you should remember that before you jack off again without permission. Come. She turns on her heels, walking towards a smaller group gathered around another tree. She has a brief conversation with the man in leather, who nods. Turning to the naked man again, she says, Master Z and his slave are about to have a scene. Everyone will be watching. You will kneel off to the side of the scene where everyone can watch you. You will masturbate for their pleasure. The slave's cheeks go beet red, and he looks like he's going to protest. A cold look from the woman stops that, and he answers simply, Yes, mistress. There is a pole there with a light on it. Three feet up is a cross piece parallel to the ground. A machine of some kind sits in front of the pole. It is half round and has something on top that resembles fingers, and an electrical cord runs behind it and plugs into the pole. The male slave sits beside it, his head bowed and his hands behind his back. The girl who had teased and sucked his cock approaches the machine and kneels on it. The feelers fit perfectly into her slit. The man in leather approaches the girl and ties her arms to the crossbar. I'm fascinated by this, wondering what's going to happen next. The man opens his zipper and takes out a half-hard cock and rubs it on her lips. Her mouth opens. She tries to take him into it, but he pulls away, telling her it is not yet time. He reaches down and picks up a control box with a couple switches and dials on it. He flips a couple switches and turns the knobs. A low hum comes from the machine and the girl's head goes back, a look of bliss on her face. She tries to move on the machine but her movements are restricted by the ropes holding her arms spread wide. I watch with interest feeding on the golden glow. A picnic table is brought up and the man pulls out a gym bag, opening it. He reaches inside and pulls out a baggie of spring-type clothespins, a set of nipple clamps, a riding crop, and a two-foot-long quirt. He reaches for the dials and the hums grow louder. The girl moans, grinding herself against the machine. Next to her, the man's male slave's cock hardens. He blushes as he looks at the crowd around him. The man in leather reaches forward, taking her nipples between his thumb and forefinger. He twists and pinches them. The girl moans again, pushing her chest out further. He steps back half a step and slaps each one in turn. The girl jumps and whimpers deep in her throat, 
drawing a low laugh out of the man. He reaches for the nipple clamps, then bends down to kiss her as he attaches them. The girl gasps as the bite takes hold, then is distracted by the feeling in her pussy. She moans again. The man dumps the clothespins out of the bag, and I see they are all strung together. He quickly puts the majority of them on her tits, but with the last two, he reaches between her legs and fastens one to each lip. The girl looks at him, still grinding against the machine, but more subdued now. She is breathing deeply, and he looks in her eyes and jerks on the rope, pulling the clothespins off in a rapid motion. Her scream rends the air, and the gold energy surges. I open the bag slightly, so some would flow into it. The male slave look looks at his mistress, and she nods. He begins to rub his cock while still blushing furiously. The leather-clad man walks back to the picnic table and picks up the riding crop. He approaches the bound girl and lightly rubs the leather end over her nipples. He draws the crop back and swings it a bit harder, just brushing the end of her nipple as he does. The girl moans and thrusts out her chest, begging for more. The man obliges, swinging the crop back and forth, always just brushing the edge of her nipples. The woman is writhing on the machine, begging for release. The man steps beside her and says simply, Come. He brings the crop down on the nipple as she tries to take the machine into herself, or so it seemed. The leather-clad man picks up a rhythm moving back and forth, each nipple and breast in its turn until they glow red. A deep groan catches my attention, and I turn it to the man at his knees, furiously stroking his cock and looking at his mistress, mistress with pleading eyes. She is ignoring him as she watches the ongoing scene in front of her. A scream comes from the girl, and I quickly turn back to the couple. He has picked up the quirt and is act expertly bringing it down across her tits, leaving a thin, dark red line behind each stroke. The breasts begin to welt under, under the leather, and she screams again, still grinding against the humming machine. The man looks down at the glowing tits and smiles, reaching down to stroke them gently with his hand. When his hand rubs across her nipples, she growls deep in her throat. Her eyes seem to go blank, and she becomes almost feral, grinding on the machine and trying to thrust her nipples forward. Satisfied, the man unzips his pants and pulls out his cock. It is engorged, and you can almost feel the blood pulsing through it. The slave on his knees groans again and begs with his eyes. The mistress steps, mistress steps forward and whispers in his ear. Straining, I manage to overhear, overhear her say to him, Crawl over next to the girl and help satisfy him. Then you may come after he does. The slave's blush deepens as he does, does as he is commanded. Turning back to the two, I see the man has his cock buried deep in her throat. She is sucking furiously, still growling, as she gives herself to the heat. Seeing the male slave beside her, he pulls his cock out and pushes it towards him. The slave opens his mouth and the cock is soon in it. The male appears inexperienced as he doesn't move. The other man grabs his hair and pulls his head forward, forcing himself into the slave's mouth. He begins to thrust his hips, fucking the slave's mouth. I look down to see the slave, his own hard cock pointing up as he strokes it. The standing man finally pulls his cock out of the male's mouth and returns to the female. She growls again and takes as much as she can in her mouth. He repeats what he did to the male 
and grabs her hair, fucking her face. His thrusts become more rapid, and suddenly he pulls out of the female and turns towards the male. He comes in large spurts, spraying it all over the male's face. The male groans and finally releases before collapsing on the ground. The mistress comes over to him and helps him to his feet, heading towards a nearby tent. I turn my attention back to the others. He's reaching down between her legs and rubbing her clit, adding another sensation to the vibration. She is shaking, sweating, and moaning in her extended orgasm. He finally steps back and turns off the machine. The girl's head is hanging down. It is continuing to move, almost as if there were still a cock in her mouth. I have never felt such energy, and I open my bag fully, allowing the golden heat to soak into the cold ashes. The man picks the girl up and lays her on the picnic table. He pulls a blanket up over her and strokes her hair, saying, Ride it out. Enjoy the trip. I am fascinated. I have never seen so many people dedicated to the pursuit of joy and pleasure. My brothers will love it here. Sitting back, I feel sated. I have never been full before, but now I want to relax and find out about these people. However, I am what I am, and the deep golden glow coming from a large tent draws me to it. On the way there, I pass the entrance and see a large sign that says simply, Debauchery. I smile, and I think, I don't know about that, but it sure feels like home. The entrance on the tent is open, and I peek in. A small blonde is on her knees between two people. One is a male, and the other is a female with a fake cock strapped to her waist. The blonde goes back and forth between the two, sucking one then the other. She gives the same loving attention to both. Her head bobs up and down, back and forth as the two standing figures watch her with slight smiles on their faces. Finally, the man and woman pull back. The woman with the fake cock lays back on the bed, stroking the rubber after coating her hand in lube. The blonde straddles her, putting it on her cunt opening, and settling down, taking it all inside her. She sits up, grinding herself against her partner, rotating her hips and moaning. A hand appears at her back and shoves her forward. I hadn't noticed the man move, but now he held his erect cock, stroking it with the same lube the woman had used. He has pulled up a couple of small pads beside the two women and kneels on them. His cock is pointed at her ass, but he takes the lube hand and inserts a finger into her asshole. The blonde moans and moves faster, skewering herself on the finger and the strap-on. The man laughs and adds a second finger. The blonde moans, yes, and drives herself back on it again. She fucks the proffered fingers and the woman hard, moving and moaning. The golden glow momentarily distracts me, its warm feeling enveloping me. When I recover enough to look again, the man has lubed up his cock and pressed it against the blonde's asshole. Like she has done with the fingers, she slams herself back onto it. The man reaches forward and grabs her shoulder, holding her still as he begins to thrust, each one moving the girl forward and back on both him and the woman. The man reaches down and does something I can't see, and both women moan. That is when I notice that the harness holding the strap on is actually a pair of panties with a vibrator. The sweet musk of sex fills the tent as I watch. The woman in the middle grinds down on the vibrating cock, then suddenly drives herself back onto the cock in her ass. She is shaking her head from side to side, and I can see the moisture dripping from her 
as she is double fucked. The man picks up the pace and the strength of his thrust, thrust driving her forward with each one. She pushes back just as hard when he pulls back, driving herself onto the cock. The woman on the bottom screams and raises her hips as she comes, driving the vibrating cock into the blonde, who screams in turn, and liquid flows from her as she comes as well. The man takes two more thrusts and then drives himself deep into her ass and groans as he also comes. I leave the lovers there to relax and do what they are going to do. I go back to the crotch in my tree and look around. The whole place glows with golden heat and moans and screams come from every direction. I look around before opening my pouch and looking at the dust inside. It is a light gray with a few specks of gold. At this pace, I will be able to resurrect my brothers very soon. I decide to try to see exactly what this place is, so I head for the building. I hear a man and a woman talking. Well, Master, another sold-out weekend. The male responds, Yes, and everything seems to be, everyone seems to be having a great time. You had an awesome idea opening this campground for Kingsters on the weekend. So the place was only open part-time. Any other time I would be disappointed. But now the energy had sated me, and all I wanted was a nap. And I knew in a few days I could do this again, and perhaps resurrect my brothers. So, that's our story for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, if you wish to contact me again, you can do so at BDSM Bedtime Stories at yahoo.com or on FetLife at BDSM Bedtime Stories is the group. Tell, that, tell two weeks from now, close your eyes, drift off to sleep, and kinky dreams. Mm-hmm.